Welcome to the Bible Boys. Welcome to another week. Uh, we, this week, are going to get straight into the Bible. Because we are the Bible Boys. We are the Bible Boys, after all. Um, I'm Pip, for those who don't know me. And I'm James, and it's wonderful for you to be joining us for what is going to be premium internet content. Premium the interwebs. Get ready for this, okay? So James, I want to know what have you been reading in the Bible? You know what, lately? Pip? I have a, an a admission to make. You know, some weeks your Bible reading is like, you, you know, you're reading every day, very regular, several times a day. Some weeks, not so great. Okay. This week, not so great for me. Right. I okay. think that this week, the last seven days, in terms of other than the times when uh, for work, I've been reading the Bible and preparing things. It's been two days this week when I've been stuck into my Bible in my own time. And you know what? In, in the kindness of God, uh, it's good. It's been beneficial. I'm going to share a bit. Yep. Um, but just thought for our listeners and for you, I'd share that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I find because I read my Bible in the morning, <laughs> if I have a super late night, I often miss it. Yeah, there you go. You know, and so, um, yeah, I guess knowing when, where, trying to stick to it, it's always good. Yeah, but, that's right. Uh, that's yeah, but, you know, we're not perfect. We, no. we, we just keep trying. And that's right. And, and it's also... Like, one of those things where I think I can feel a lot of guilt for it. But actually, reading the Bible is a delight. And mm. I sh- shouldn't feel guilty, because it's not as if God loves me more by yeah. reading my Bible. Yeah, for sure. That being said, let's get into the Bible. Let's do it. I'd love for us to open up to John chapter 17. Okay. John chapter 17. So, open up. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, John 17, I want to focus in particular on verses 25 to 26. So context is that uh, John 13 to 17 is the night before Jesus is going to suffer and go to the cross and die um, for the sins of the world. And in particular, we have what's called the upper room discourse. So John 13 to 16, he's speaking and relating with his disciples in a room um, where they're having sort of uh, celebrating Passover together. And then in John 17, this chapter where we're in, Jesus is praying uh, to his Father in heaven. And these last two verses are the very last uh, parts of this prayer. So, from verse 25, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So one of the things that we pick up in here is this idea of a difference between the world and then also the they who know Jesus. And that the they is actually referring to the disciples who uh, Jesus has revealed himself to and also the disciples who are going to go out and share this message of who he is. Um, But the thing that really struck me is verse 26, where, so take a look at the word know Mm. and the word love, okay? So let's follow the logic here. Verse 26, I, this is Jesus, have made you, the Father, known to them, Mm. right? So the disciples know the Father Mm. and will continue to make you known to them in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. Mm. So, 
Jesus has revealed the Father to his disciples. His disciples know the Father now, but there's a purpose. There's a purpose behind the knowing. Mm. Jesus says the purpose behind the knowing is in order that the love of the Father may be in them. Mm. Jesus is saying that knowing him, knowing his Father, is for the purpose of love. Right, okay. Yeah, I've, I've been dwelling on that. I've been thinking a bit about that as well. To, to see, do I think about that? Do I think that I want that I want to keep knowing more about God, um, that I would also experience the love of God mm. as well, that knowledge leads to love in that sense. I mean, more holistically, we know that, like, and you get this from John's Gospel, that that God knows and loves those whom He chooses, and those whom He loves and cho- uh, knows and loves will believe and get eternal life. Mm. Um, so it's not like you know, it's only as you know God that He loves you. Actually, no, we love because He first loved us. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've been really dwelling on that idea. Like, do I desire to know God more? That I would experience the love of God more. Sure. So I guess one question I have is, what what does that look like when you get that wrong? Yeah. So what does it look like when knowledge, you know, acquiring knowledge through you know reading the Bible or reading books or whatever it might be? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has the false motive, not love. What yes. other motives? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, I, I think that that's where there's another thing that could be helpful to 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 point out then in in regard to your question, Pip, which is. I think there is a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Yeah. Okay. So in John's Gospel, time and time again, um, there are all these people who know things about God, mm. like the, the teachers of the law. They know things about God. Mm. But Jesus says in John 8, you neither know me nor my Father. Mm. Even though they know all these things from the Old Testament about God, they don't know God yeah. himself. So... Um, and then here in John uh, 13 to 17, time and time again, there's this idea of, um, you know the Father because you know me. As well. yeah. So I think that, first of all, that we have to make a distinction between knowing about God and actually knowing God relationally, mm. having that relationship. And so where it can go wrong is where you have people who accumulate all this knowledge, read all these books, and, and love having these concepts and words in their head. But then if it's like, yeah, so how are you putting this into practice? How are you actually seeking to obey God and, and relate with Him, pray? Um, is any of that there? It's like, no, yeah. no. I, I have all this stuff. I'm mature. I know my concepts. I, I, I can argue theologically. I can put down some knockdown arguments. Mm. But then it's not actually for the purpose of knowing God relationally mm. that you would experience the love of God. Okay. Well. Right. There's one way it could go wrong. Sure, sure. Let me let me keep asking questions on this, on this knowledge front because I like I like um you know the the application of okay you know every as you know the father better and better um, it should also be uh, serve as a reminder that God's love is in you and it's actually you know so that God's love might be in yes. you more and more yes um so what about you know you know let's say you're dating someone mm-hmm. and you keep making them black tea day after day okay and then eventually um they tell you i don't like black tea mm. i like oh, i like uh, green tea sure right there might be a bit of guilt or sadness it's like oh no i've been making black tea yes this whole time has there ever been a point for you 
where you've learned something about God that's made that's kind of given you that bit of sadness where it's like, oh, if I knew that ten years ago, mm. I would have been I would have been doing this for the last yes. ten years. Are you speaking from experience, Pip? Have, just, you, have you made um, self? Oh no, no, no. no. I still <laughs> I still ask her. What what teacher yeah, might just, just to rile her up? Every time she's like the same thing every time. Earl Grey tea. And I'm like, would you like some chai? <laughs> would you like chai? Yes. Like a coffee? Maybe? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah. yeah, have you ever had that experience yeah. of like? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope this is sort of something that um, helps illustrate something of what you're asking. But I remember the first time I realized that all of my sins, past, present, and future, Jesus has paid for already. Because I was like, yeah, well, Jesus pays for my sin. But it's sort of like a, like sort of a, a blank check. Like he sort of, Jesus died and every single time I sin, like I sort of need to cash it in, in mm. one sense. Like, i got to go back to it. But the first time I realized that actually, no, Jesus, his death is the once for all sacrifice paid. Um, and that all sins, past, present, future um, of his people have been, taken by him I felt an immense amount of sadness because I went wait so you're telling me that every, every single time I sin that was already known by Jesus and he still died for me like he took it on for me still mm. and so that sadness was like wow like it was even more than just okay I'm just dying for sin it's like no I'm dying for your sin mm. which then led to an immense sense of gratitude and love going my saviour not only died for me uh, like without knowing what I was going to do but he knew and he still did it mm. which made me feel an immense amount of affection mm. and love yep. for Jesus even more so I felt sadness and, and guilt and then realisation that he still died for me and that led to a, a greater sense of what it means for God to love me mm. that he knew and he still Jesus still died for me does that sort of answer yeah 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 that's that's great and so that's an example of where I think if it was just like oh yeah once for all he died Mm. but then to go no he's my saviour and that's how much love Mm. is there that he knew and he still paid it once for all nice which made me go wow I have a greater understanding and I feel this love even more. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have something, an example of this share? I'm trying to think. I think um, one of the things that uh, maybe over the last five, ten years, I've realised more and more that God cares about, um, like, my mind, like, God cares about my mind. Mm. And one of the attributes that he wants me to grow in is knowledge. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like, I think of, is it... Um, 2 Peter chapter 1 or it's like add to your faith um, knowledge mm-hmm. yes uh, and it's like a- am I trying mm. to add to my faith knowledge am I trying to um, have a deeper understanding of mm. uh, the Bible yes um, yeah and so I think real- realising that has meant actually God is not anti um, intellectual mm. he's not anti using your brain he mm. wants Christians to you know use your brain now I've been like even that I've been wrestling with, and I'm and I'm not really sure. Um, you know, if someone came up to me and said, um, you know, God wants all of us to uh, be 
ex like to be full on students of the word, like mm. to be become like PhD students of the word, or, mm. or like you know, yeah, yeah. to spend five hours a day studying the word. Yeah, um, I wouldn't necessarily know whether that's right or wrong, and why it's. I like my hunches. It's probably right, it's probably not right for everyone. Yeah, 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 not yeah. everyone is kind of wired that way. Yes. So it's only probably right for a select few people that that's how they can best honor God with what He's given them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But like, yeah. So I kind of struggle. I struggle with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, well, yeah. Actually, that that is that resonates with me because I sort of grew up in a Christian environment that was I would say anti-intellectual. It was very much like you you don't get to God by using your head. Mm. Um, I remember the first time I discovered that God cares about my mind. That actually changed the way I saw God because mm. it helped me realize that God isn't seeking to get me to shut my brain off. Mm. It actually cares about all of me and all of these concerns and doubts and fears that I had, I can actually bring this to my father, mm. which is, that's another example of knowing that help me to understand more and know more about what God is like, yeah. which then actually helped me to love and experience his love even more. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Can I just throw another thing out there in terms yeah, sure. of getting it wrong? So like, if, if you view knowledge of God without the, that you would experience the love of God more, um, this is the whole knowledge pops up, but love builds up thing as well, where people can be like, yeah, all I need to do is just know things about God. Mm. Um, or the value of me being a student of the Bible or going to theological college or, you know, is, is that now I can impress people with my knowledge. But actually, if you get this right, that knowledge about God, that you would know God, that you would experience the love of God, like, it actually means that the goal of knowing God is God himself. Mm. It's not things that you can use God for. Yep. It's actually God is the goal yep. of our knowledge and our love. Yeah, yeah. I think that's another thing that it could go wrong if you get this. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Anyway, those are yeah. some thoughts that I was getting from John. Nice, excellent, that's awesome. What about you, Pip? What have you been reading in the Bible lately? So, I was also reading John. Hey! Would you believe it? Um, so, if you go to uh, chapter 1, chapter yes. 2. Yes. Um, so, I'm going to kind of read in conjunction with uh, Psalm 69, sure. right? So if you look at um, John 2, mm-hmm. um, now it was like five days ago that I read this, but I need to just find the... Um, yes, that's right. So in verse um, 17, mm-hmm. so after he's cleared the temple courts yes, um, and he's driven them out, it has this little note in verse 17, his disciples remembered that it is written... Zeal for your house will consume me. Mm. Um, they got a footnote here that says that that's a quote from Psalm sixty nine. Right. So, you know, just I mean, just quickly. So he's just like you know, cleared the temple courts, mm. and now the dis- it just has this note: the disciples remembered. And it's interesting that John can write this. Mm. He's writing that the disciples have remembered something. Yes. You know, normally if you're what if you're kind of watching a scene, yeah, you're not able to kind of read people's minds yes. right now, but. Because John is a part of the disciples, you know, he was, he's maybe part of a discussion mm. that's happened afterwards where it's like, hey, this is a fulfillment of mm. Psalm 69. Yes. And so let's go to Psalm 69. Sure. Because I, I, I guess one thing that I want to ask is, as you're reading through 
things like the Psalms, mm. where there's prophecy kind of scattered here and there. Um, you know, how how do you kind of like how do you approach that? Because it seem it seems like the disciples have just been like, oh, I remember this verse from Psalm sixty nine. Mm. It kind of it lines up with this story yes. here. Do you know? Um, so Psalm sixty nine. Um, I just want to read um, a couple of di- bits of it. So first, the the zeal for your house will consume me. Um, verse come, 9. Verse 9. Thanks, yep. James. I come, yeah, so verse 8 and 9. I'm a foreigner to my own family, a stranger to my own mother's children. For zeal for your house consumes me, and the insults of those who insult you fall on me. Mm. So... Yes, and if you read it like if you read the st- like the start of it, save you know Psalm sixty nine starts with "Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I've come into the deep waters; the flood engulfs me." Mm-hmm. Um, now this is like a psalm of David. Yes, kind of lamenting, crying out to God, calling on God. Yes, um, and then you get that bit in verse uh, nine: mm-hmm. zeal. For your house consumes me, mm. and the insults of those who insult you fall on me. Yes, which was true of David. Mm. Zeal, like zeal for God's house, God's temple, God's yes. place, uh, consumes me, and he, and yet he's oppressed by those who um, are against him as well. Yes. Now, there's another quote here. Um, if you read, I'm going to read from verse 17 onwards. Sure. And we're going to get to a bit which should. Uh, maybe stand out because it's also another prophecy. Oh, okay. Do that, right? So looking forward to it. Um, from verse seventeen, do not hide your face from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in trouble. Come near and rescue me. Deliver me before my foes. Uh, be- deliver me because of my foes. You know how I am scorned, disgraced, and shamed. All my enemies are before you. Scorn has broken my heart and has left me helpless. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. For my comforters. Uh, but I found none. They put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. Mm. Right? Yes. Now that, like, when I kind of read that, yes. I think the sponge yes. that they gave to the cross. Jesus yeah. at the cross. Right? Which is in John's Gospel, John 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when Jesus says, I thirst. So, can I, let's go to John 19. Oh, okay. Um... So much Bible flipping. Uh, there's a lot. We are the Bible boys. That's it. Um, you know, and so the the crucifixion of Jesus. Um, verse twenty eight. Yes. Yes. Twenty eight. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. Mm. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Mm. Like, it's so interesting to me, like the last prophecy... Mm that needed to be fulfilled mm. before he was able to say it is finished yes. is this seemingly obscure prophecy in mm. Psalm 69 yes. about vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is interesting. Anyway. So, normally when I come to Bible Wars, <laughs> I bring more questions <laughs> than answers. 
And so I guess like if, like after reading that, and I kind of I was reading John two, and then I traced it back to Psalm sixty nine, and then you went to John. Realized, 19, yeah. yeah, realized the other bit went to John nineteen. Yeah, wow. And I was like, um, you know, if I read all of Psalm sixty nine, I'm not sure if I could say all of Psalm sixty nine is about Jesus necessarily, mm. like direct kind of prophecies to to Jesus in yes. the same way. Yes. Um. So like. As I'm reading the Psalms, how am I supposed to tell? Yeah. That's what? Oh, how, did the, how did the disciples tell? You know? Yes. Good questions. <laughs> I don't know if I have all the answers. They're, that's my... Look, they're my yes. questions anyway. So, we don't, we don't need... Um... Well, here's, here's some thoughts. Yeah. Um, it's striking that this... In John chapter 2, when he says, Zeal for your house will consume me, or John says that, it's striking that just before this, Jesus did his first sign, which was changing water into wine. Mm. The first sign that Jesus does to reveal his glory is actually changing water into wine. And then at the cross, just before he dies, he is unable to satisfy his own thirst. Or at least he doesn't satisfy his own thirst. So I think John's doing something here for us. This idea of thirst and water... Uh, and satisfaction is a theme that runs through John's gospel mm. from his first sign to this excuse me this reference to Psalm 69 in the second half of chapter 2 to chapter 3 where the idea uh, like Jesus talks about unless you're born of the spirit and of water you can't be you know into the yeah, kingdom okay. of God yep. to chapter 4 when he's talking to the Samaritan woman and you know, he talks about this water that will spring up to, that, yeah. that will, you will never thirst. Like this thirst theme comes all the way through John's gospel. I, it comes up again in uh, chapter 7 about um, uh, the, str- uh, the, the, the streams of living water actually being the Holy Spirit. And again and again and again. So, I mean, this is me just adding another layer to it, which mm. is, it seems like this thirst motif, um, this idea of, water and um, satisfying yourself it, it runs through John's gospel yes okay <laughs> and that's it that's all I have right that's now that's good because I um, yeah yeah I don't know so I mean in terms of your question like Psalm 69 like yeah was like oh yeah this is the one yeah this is the one that must be yeah but even like so if you go back to John um, John 19 yeah John 19 right and if you look at um, verse 24. Yeah. Let's not tear it, they said to another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened to fulfill... Uh, this happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. Yeah, right. And that comes from Psalm 22, right? Yes, yes. So if you flick to Psalm 22, oh, yes. right? Yes, yes. And you have a look at it. Um, it's a psalm of David. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know... Yeah, oh, it has the, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, yes. verse 1. Which is fascinating that John doesn't quote that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, verse 6, I'm a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. When I read that, am I supposed to think of Jesus? Mm. Or am I just supposed to be like, no, this is what David's feeling right now. So is your question more about the Psalms? Like, how are we meant to read the Psalms? Oh, look. Really, it seems like Old Testament so, Jesus, right? I guess it's, yes. It's, it's um, yeah, how are we supposed to read the Psalms? How are we supposed to read the Old Testament wisdom literature in yeah. particular? Yeah. When it seems like the New Testament writers are happy to take a verse and say, this, this happened in order to fulfill this mm-hmm. verse here. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, okay, like, am I supposed to... Uh, okay, did Jesus fulfill every single verse in, in the Psalms, but the writers of the New Testament mm. just occasionally went, this happened to fulfill this one, mm. but they didn't include, they didn't write, include all of them? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, I get you. Well, in a, in a macro sense, the answer to that is, yes, Jesus does fulfill all of the yeah, New Testament, yeah. right? Because we I get yeah. that. Like Jesus himself says that, but also Luke 24, you know. Yeah. But in a micro sense, yeah, so it's every single yeah. individual verse. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, like verse twelve, many bulls surround me, strong yes. bulls of Bashan encircle yes. me. Well, did that ever I... happen with Jesus? Yeah, <laughs> was he ever in, uh, encircled by bulls, bulls of Bashan? Can I show you another one? Okay, this, this one's gotten me before. So one Timothy chapter five. Sure, this is another example of where it's like, hmm, is this really the the like if if someone did this in in our Bible study, would you go? Mm, I don't think so, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's right. Chapter 5, Yes. you've got verse 18, and I read verse 17 and then 18. Sure. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honour, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain, and the worker deserves his wages. Mm. Wait a second. Wait, do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain, which is from Deuteronomy 25, verse yes. 4. Not about preach, it's about... Agriculture law. Yeah. How is it that you apply this to the elders? Mm. So, to be honest, for me, this broader thing is maybe we're just not reading the Old Testament correctly. Like the way we teach people to read the Old Testament, yeah. it really should be yeah. take a verse. Yeah. How does it apply <laughs> to in Jesus to the Christian church and community right yeah. now? And yeah. go for it. Like the other day, right? Yeah, I was talking to someone in Moore West. Yeah. And um, I said, um, you know, it's cool that Jesus turns the water into wine. It's like uh, the plague, you know, watered the blood in the Nile. Right, yes. And they were like, nah, that's not like, <laughs> that's not a thing. Like, did, you you that? did you get it immediately? Like, not even five seconds. Yeah, it was just like, nah, that, I don't think you can interpret it like that allegorically, kind of like, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> let, me, let me read John with you. Let me, let me read some Timothy with you. Me... Hey, I, I, I think there's something there. You reckon there's something there? I think there's something there. Because, I mean, and I will also say, I think there's something about the streams of... Ah, I can't remember yeah. the top of my head. I think there's something there. Yeah. Have you ever seen that picture of the prophecy rainbow? No. Where it's like What's all... all it's like this... Uh, you can Google it. Oh, like, no, I have. Yes, all like, the things. All, yes. Yeah, it's right. like the black, the prophecy rainbow. It's like every yes. connection from the Old Testament to New Testament and it kind of yes. creates this beautiful rainbow. It's like, yeah. Yes. You know... Like, how many strands of that rainbow are a bit like, ooh, yeah, oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I do want to say, I think you're onto something, and uh, we shall not name this person. No, is. no, no, no. <laughs> but uh, they, I, I think you're onto something. They might be right, I don't know. They, they might be listening. Yeah. Anyway, no, no, no answers. I brought no answers. No, that's I've okay. just brought the question of, that's right. how, do we, how do we do this? You know, um, we don't just read the Bible. The Bible reads us. Mm, oh. I like that. In a soul. I like that. And we can't think we can put God in a box. I'm going to put that on Instagram as a quote. James Chen, <laughs> we don't just read the Bible. The Bible reads us. Yeah. James, Ten, uh, James Chen, 2021. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, more West, they say it's the best. It is the best so far. Like, it's been really good. I've really yeah, enjoyed it. That's the, right. uh, yeah, it's Anyway, that's Bible time. Um, it's a good time. It's always Bible time. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other things that we sometimes talk about, that's which right. is, Pip, I would, uh, I have a guess who 
Oh, um, yes. Character for you now. So okay. It is character. So we're playing Bible Guess Who. With 20 questions. 20 questions. That's right. So I've got 20 questions to figure out. And they're going to be yes are. or no questions. Now, before we do this, I wanted to show you something. Oh, I got a, um, a soundboard oh, wow. that I made. Oh no! <laughs> so, I'll move the mic a bit closer so they can maybe pick oh, it up. Wow. But, um, Gordon Ramsay. What? <laughs> I've got Trump. Okay. I've got Piper. I, f- I found this quote on YouTube, I, I clicked it. Finally, Christians are doing something worthwhile for a change. <laughs> <laughs> and then this next Oh no, I know this one. That's um, Mark Driscoll how to That's oh, like, no. you know. So I'm, I'm building a soundboard for future episodes, you know. Now, hopefully we can make the audio all work, but um, I might, I might whip this out. Now that we've, you know, done the Bible time. Can you click that Driscoll one again? How dare you! Oh, I remember which seven that's yeah. from. Yeah. I just love this quote. Finally, Christians are doing something worthwhile for a change. <laughs> John Piper. Anyway, anyway, so, um, you know, it's 2021. Yes. We're here. Uh, That's right. And we're about to play Bible Guess Who. That's right. Finally, Christians are doing something worthwhile for a change. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, Do you know what sermon that was from? Or what clip it's, that was? it's from um, a sermon. It's like, don't waste your life. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, well, Pip, I hope you're ready. I'm ready. It's a character. Okay. All right, because we've said um, that we might do Guess Who or Guess What with places or books of the Bible or anything like that. But yeah. We're sticking with character, like okay. we did last week. Cool. All so, right, you ready, Pip? Yeah. Let's I'm do it. I'm taking a leaf out of your book. First question. Uh, now, is it yes or no question? Yes or no question. Okay. Um, is this person in the New Testament? Yes. Uh, listen, uh, I hope you're playing along as well, by the way. I should be more, I should be more accurate with these questions, shouldn't I? Um, okay, so I'm going to assume from question one that it's a not just mentioned, like not Abraham mentioned in the New Testament, but it's an actual person that appears in the New Testament. I'll allow that as a clarification and not another question, and Thank the answer is yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm just going to go for a crazy one. Yeah, I'm no. going to go for a wild guess. Oh, right, right, right. Maybe we... <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. I guess counts as a question, right? Yes. Okay. Is it, is it Stephen? No. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, that's a crazy guess. No, you could just spend all 20 questions. Because there's only 20 people in the um, Okay, alright. Um, third question. Does this person appear in the Gospels? No. Oh, okay. Does this person appear in Acts? Yes. Oh, that didn't really... I don't know why I asked that one. So I'm up to question five. Um, okay, question five. Is this person a disciple? Sorry, can I, can I ask you to clarify that? Are you asking if they're a Christian or are you asking if they were one of oh, the... that's a good question. You know what I mean? So. Um, yes, is this person a Christian? Yes. Is this person one of the 13 disciples, including Matthias? No. Okay, I'm up to question seven. I haven't really narrowed it down very much. No, you have. I think um, you're doing well. You're okay. Doing well. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so question seven. Um, is this person male? Yes. Okay. Would you like me to count? Is it? Are you putting some mental energy into? No, no. Place? This is okay. This is okay, all right. Cool. Yes. Um, 
Ah, uh, okay. So they're a male. They're an axe. They're not in the gospels. Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, I can't even remember if you said yes. No, okay. you said no. You yeah, said no. So I'll clarify um, if you want to know the answers to okay. the previous question. All right. Is this person? Um. Oh, okay. Oh. Um. Is this person another wild guess? Ready for this? Yeah, go. For is it Paul? No. Oh man. Okay, question nine. Question nine. Um, <laughs> okay, just trying to think of acts. Okay. Um, does this person? Oh, so it's a okay. I'm just trying to think of the main characters and acts. Um, is this person killed in acts? No. You've got a really fascinating thinking face. Listeners, if you're not watching the YouTube, you're missing out. <laughs> Pip is really racking his brain right oh, now. Oh, man. So it's a male in axe. Okay, do they... Do they... Um, are they... Oh, no, that's not going to be a helpful question. Oh, maybe. You know what? Are they mentioned in uh, Paul's letters? Yes. Does Paul write a letter to one of them? Yes. Oh, is it Timothy? Yes! yes! You got it! Yes. 13 questions. Finally, questions are doing something worth <laughs> Yes. Okay, good, hey, good. good. Work. Thanks, man. You did it. It was like, that was like 13, yeah? yeah 13. 13. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, good stuff. So next week, you have something for me. It could be a place, book of the Bible, a character. Book of the Bible, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you can narrow that down pretty quickly. Maybe if we do a book of the Bible, let's do 10 questions. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Anyway, that's good. That was good. That was very good. Yeah, good stuff. Excellent. You did well. Thank you. You were, you were a bit nervous around question I w- seven. I was a bit nervous because I'm like, man, there are so many people in Acts. But then I'm like, wait a minute. No, there's not. Yeah. yeah. Who that's else good. is in Acts? Timothy's in Acts? <laughs> it's got to be Timothy. Barnabas is in Acts. Barnabas. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. I was thinking with us. I was thinking Stephen. I was thinking Cornelius. Cornelius. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah, that's a right. Big story. Yeah. I was thinking maybe um, you know, Apollos. Apollos. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Good times. Yeah. No, you did well. I think I. I was gonna assure you, be like, I think you can definitely get this trip. Like, I wouldn't be mean. And, no, no, no. Yeah. No. I don't. I. I don't want you to. I don't want you to. Um. Give me any hints okay. ever in this game. All right. This is going to be pure merit. Pure merit. If I get to 20 questions and I haven't got it, I would rather own up to the fact that I do not know my Bible than... What? <laughs> <laughs> How good. That's good. Anyway. Hey, um, let's do an ad. Let's, let's, uh, let's do an ad from one of our sponsors um, for the Premate app. Are, ah. you, are you sick and tired of saying that you'll pray for someone and then not actually praying? Are you sick and tired of using your brain to remember things? Are you sick and tired of saying, yes, God, I will pray to you before I go to sleep tonight and then forgetting because you spent the next two hours on your phone? Do you have no issue using a mobile device during your quiet time because you're above those who say it's distracting? <laughs> are you... Someone who has no problem using your phone during a church service when you shouldn't be on your phone. Do you forget the names of all of your family? <laughs> Order now the Probate app, free on Apple I- App Store and the Google Play Store. Prayer mate. It's your mate and it helps you pray. Prayer mate. <laughs>
Uh, we'll take a sponsorship from Promate if they want. I've never. Have you ever used Promate? I have used Promate, and um, I've tried twice, mm. and it didn't work for me mm. in terms of helping me pray more. I actually pray more now, far more than when I was using the Promate app, mm. because I think managing it and updating it was a bit of a chore for me. Yeah. Okay. But I actually know a lot of people who really appreciate the Promate app and use it, so it's good. There you go. Yeah. Promate. I want an app that's just like a, a random Bible verse app, oh, yeah. which seeks to speak into your life, Ooh. but it, uh, it, it, it kind of filters verses by location, <laughs> Wait, what? And, or like sounds that you hear. Like, so if you hear, um, so for example, if you're at like a train station, yes. um, it talks about like, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> Captain Zuni's train. Oh, and yeah. Like, you know, like, like, like that. Yeah, so, like, right. it, like, if you're at a cafe, it talks about, you know, um, I don't know, being sober-minded. Yeah, you nice. Know. Um, yeah, good. If he's, like, a baby crying and has, like, the nativity story or something like that. Yeah, I gotcha, gotcha. That's a... Pip, I wanted to ask, um, what is a ministry principle or a lesson that you learned of the course of your ministry apprenticeship training? Over the course of ministry apprenticeship training. Okay, so my ministry principle for today yes. is uh, patience as a virtue. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, over MTS, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was involved in a handful of different ministries, tried a bunch of things, mm-hmm. some worked, some didn't. I think what I realised is um, there is real value in ministers being at churches for a long period of time, like decades, mm. because change takes time. Yes. It takes a lot of time. Mm. Um, and like, when I started M- MTS, I kind of had this naive idea of like, how do you, how do you like double or triple the size of a church in like, you know, a short time span? So I could get, like, not get rich quick, but get big. <laughs> get big quick. Get, you know, grow quickly. How does that happen? What are the levers that you need to pull? And I think the reality is that, like, growth in 99% of cases in church happens very slowly. Mm. And so if you look at a church that's, like, a thousand people, mm-hmm. chances are that church has been around for a while. Yeah. And yeah. it's grown slowly. Um, and I'm noticing, like, even at Penrith, because I'm going to this church in Penrith. Which yeah, is yeah, like, it's, your, it's your second week last week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's a couple hundred people, mm. and part of me, like, really kind of naively and, like, wrong of me to think, but one of my first thoughts is, oh, St. Paul's must be better than mm. this church. Yes, yes. We're a bigger church. Yeah. And then I was talking to someone on Sunday, and I was like, you know, um, how, you know, how long have you been in this church? And they've been, you know, oh, we've been here, you know, for, like, 20 years. Yeah, wow. Um, and it's, and they said, since the, um... I mean, the senior minister's been there for a while. And, like, it's just... They said it's grown, it's changed, it's evolving, it's so good what's happening, mm. more families are coming. Mm. Uh, and they were incredibly positive. And it just reminded me, oh, this church is... This church is doing well. It's it's preaching... Like, I know... Like, I could hear that the the preaching's yeah. faithful, it's solid. Yeah. Um, the people genuinely like being there at church and mm. love each other. Yes. Um, you know, they genuinely want to love and worship God. Yes. Um, and, and like, they are doing well, they're growing. 
It's just that where they are at in their kind of growth um, evolution or whatever you want to call it um, is at the 200 or 300 person mark. Mm. And I, like, I'm very confident that like, if they just kind of keep doing what they're doing, they will continue to grow. Mm. So I guess just in terms of patience and not trying to, not thinking that you can change the world in a couple of years or like, you know, but just having a patient mindset and being faithful. Um, yeah, so patience is a massive mm. uh, uh, virtue as a kind of, uh, uh, yeah, key in ministry. Yeah, uh, thanks for sharing that. It's very, very helpful. Um, it sounds like, yeah, you come in thinking you wanted your own version of the for less than five minutes of work a day, you can be a millionaire. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But in the ministry version, like, yeah. in less than one year, you can yeah. triple the size of a church. That's right. That's it right. is one of those tricky things where I do remember what uh, a person sharing with me that a lot of people think about ministry like you would think about sort of a, a workplace where mm. you get there, you get some experience, build your resume and then you try to keep progressing upwards in a particular way. Yeah. And that really discouraged me. Mm. Um, but then also now there's a new dimension to it, which is the dimension of patience, which is if you're here for two years, your impact will be, you know, under God, you can have a huge impact, but mm. it won't be a lasting, long-term cultural change sort yeah. of impact. Like, cha- like, I think cultural change takes three years, yeah. I feel yeah. like, in church. And, like, look, like you can't, like... You can make changes in a short period of time. You can make really powerful, really good changes in a short period of time. You can pull levers and do things that make it much easier for people to come to church or make the church service a lot better. Um, but even if you start pulling those levers, mm. it might be 10 years before the fruit of that. Re- you really start to see. Mm. Yeah. And I think, so, like, um, yes, uh, my trainer, um, Sam, said, like, if a church grows 7%, mm. um, on year on year, it'll double in size in ten years. Mm. I think was the figure. Mm. Um, and it's like you know, if you've got a church that has a hundred people, and you have like a year of kind of you know, really good preaching and like you know, you know, people thinking evangelistically and people just loving one another, yeah. and you grow by like one new family comes and there's like you know, um, maybe the, you know seven people come. Yeah. So it's growing seven percent. It might not feel like a massive victory for 12 months of church and work and all that, mm. but it, like, it just keep going on that, yeah. and, like, you know, yes, it is. That is a big deal. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ah, I appreciate you sharing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing. No worries. No worries. Shall we move to the uh, inbox? Do we have any uh, messages from oh, people? I did not check. Through email or From anything? memory, I don't think we have anything this week. Sure. It's totally fine. Sure. Anything from Instagram? Nothing from Instagram in terms of messages or, or DMs or um, stuff like that. Totally fine. Uh, which is, yes. But I think people are enjoying the, um, the occasional post. They're enjoying the, uh, they're enjoying the Bible verse. They're enjoying the, the book review. They're enjoying the reel. Yes. Uh, yes. So well, I'll keep pumping them out. <laughs> I saw that you put up a, a, a Twitter page for us. That's right. That's just so I can do that, the kind of Twitter format yes. meme. Yeah. Preach it. Preach, yeah. Finally, Christians are doing something worthwhile for a change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good... What, have you, what else have you been up to recently? So, Soph and I are settled in to our place in Paramount. Mm-hmm. We... Uh, the boxes are away. I'm quite... Uh, 
I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to tidiness. Sure. And so, like, yeah. It's things, good that things are away. Thing, things are away and yeah, I'm, I'm good. feeling good. Good. Um, we've been making a bit of use of the study hall. There's a study hall. Yeah, yeah. And not setting the alarm off. Yes, I've figured out the alarm. <laughs> yeah, good. I go in there very confidently now. Very good. Just said that. That's fine. Um, but, yes, so I'm reading... Um, at the moment, I'm reading a book that I found in the little library. They have there, A History of Moore College. Oh, wow. And it's only like a, a hundred pages or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like all the principles and like kind of the stuff. Yeah, nice. But, um, yes, I read um, in the very early days of Moore College, there was an accountant that just didn't really account. <laughs> and, like, people kind of realized they didn't know what was going on with the... What happened? Oh, it was just a mess. Oh man! And so he got let go, and yeah. Oh man! And he's in the history book. He's in the whoever that guy was. I was just wondering, like, he's got his grandson or something. Oh, I want to find out about. I know my grandfather worked at Moore College. Just like, oh Oh, no, no, he couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. A rocky start. A rocky start. A rocky start. Was that the name of the chapter? A rocky start. (laughs) No. I think it was just like origins, beginnings. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh, other than that, I've been meeting up with a couple of people in Parramatta, just having coffee yeah, and nice. uh, BL Burgers. This place in Parramatta does really great burgers. BL Burgers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm enjoying living very close to things that are actually like fun. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, you can walk. I can walk somewhere yeah, as opposed right. to living in the burbs. The burbs. I know I talked up the burbs a lot. <laughs> Last year, you're a burb boy. I'm not a. Uh, I don't think I'm a burb boy. I think I'm a um. What's what's like? It's not the suburbs. It's not inner city, yeah. but it's outer. I like outer city. Kind of like is that burbs? It's the off the grid people. Off the grid. I don't know. It's kind of in between burbs. And, yeah, that's right. You know. Yes, there's probably a name for it, and I just mm, don't know. Semi burbs. <laughs> Semi burbs. Yes, but cool. That's great. Yeah. You know I'm. Walking within walking distance of your place, there's like an awesome Japanese restaurant and also one of the best Malaysian restaurants in Sydney. Is it called Mizaku or Misa? That one's good. I'm thinking about Kanza. Okay. Kanza is pretty good. Okay. No, so that's Japanese. So I wouldn't say that's one of the best in Sydney. It's yeah. pretty good though. But the Malaysian place is Temasek. Okay. Have you been to that place before? I have not been. To, I can't say I've been to Temasek. It's very good. Okay. What's so good about it? It's just awesome Malaysian food. You should go sometime. Okay. If you come, if you think of any sounds, like, let me know, I'll include it. But, um, what have you been up to lately? Anything, uh, on the boil? <laughs> <laughs> on the boil? Do you use that phrase at all? I, uh, no, I don't. I have to say when, when, when you got something cooking, something going, <laughs> right, gotcha. on the, it's on the boil. Yeah, I got you. What's I got going you. on with you? Um, I have uh, been playing so much chess. Really? So much chess, Pip. Have I, you been watching the Queen's Gambit? Well, I finished it like, you know, a month and a bit ago. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like yesterday. I played three hours of chess. Um, with who? With other people in the world. Online. Yeah, online. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a ranking? I have the rating, the, okay. um, like, 1100, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, not, you know, world class or anything. We should play some time. Yeah, we should play. We should play. We keep saying we should play. We should. We should, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm 1100 rating. I'm just learning more and more. I'm doing Gary Kasparov's Masterclass on chess Oh, right yeah, right, okay. And yeah. he is brilliant, but he is, like, in another level of 
like he just speaks in shorthand and uh, so quickly. Yeah, like he's yeah. quite inaccessible. Yeah. But when I watch what he's doing, that's when I get it. Just listening to him is not the most helpful thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I've learned a bunch from him. Queen rook e4, swap. <laughs> that's a tas- uh, Tuscan. You want the Tuscan defense? Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you want to yeah, castle it? Right. And then move. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take the bishop? <laughs> Um, I went I went to the beach um, uh, two weeks ago and there's a friend of mine who also got back into chess because of the Queen's Gambit oh, yeah. and we were playing while everyone around us was talking and I lost three games in a row and I was like yeah like you know you're clearly better than me and he's so, so nice he's like no 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 you were distracted and I go no I think you're a better chess player than I am yeah, but go. it's just fascinating that yeah there are a lot of people a lot of my friends who are just keen on chess again there you go chess, Queen's Gambit yeah, so I've I've been doing a lot of. Do you want Do you want Do you want my masterclass on chess right now? Yeah, go. It's all about the inner four squares. The inner four squares, like in the center. Yeah, the center four squares. Sure. If you control those, you control the game. Okay. So what you want to do in every start? Yeah. I don't care what anyone else says. Okay. You want to move your pawn in the center. Doesn't matter which one. In front of the king or the queen. Sure. Move that up too. And as soon as you get a chance, move the other one up to that one, yeah. and then defend it with the two ones next to it. Okay. Defend that center four square. All right. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. Well, sorry, not right now, but I'm going to do tonight. Tonight, when I finish everything, yeah. and I'm playing some chess games before I go to sleep. Yeah. I will play one of those games with your strategy. Yeah. And we'll see how we go. It's probably some opening already, and I just don't know it. Yeah. I know a few openings, but I don't know that one. I think it's pretty. Yeah. It's and I'll call it Pip's opening. Pip's opening. Get to the square. Get to the square. And defend that center. Get everything in it. Okay. I know there's only four squares. Next week, ask me how that went. Okay. I'll try it more than once to give it a fair shake. Sure. Okay. And I'll potentially go down in my rating, but we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll see you online. (laughs) Is there a way to... Oh, you can't... There's a website where you can verse other people. Chess.com. That's what I'm on. Let's do it. (laughs) play chess that's versus each other <laughs> I would rather play in real life yeah no, no, that would be cool that would be cool it's much more satisfying to like I used to play with my brother oh yeah and and whenever we were pretty like even 50-50 but sure. whenever he won when he were uh, to take my king yes. he would like smash it up the board <laughs> with his last like with the pieces but that's dramatic check mate that's <laughs> right and like, then you would say <laughs> flip the table <laughs> yeah that's right that's, that's right. right that's it um, one more thing I'll share is that uh, I've been scootering back and forth from home to church and little, church to home. Little blade. Do you remember how in our office there were two scooters? Yeah, yeah, bike one and uh, yeah, yeah. Where did the the one that you have go? I left it here. You left it here. It's somewhere. I didn't. T- I don't think I took it home. Okay, well maybe I, that's the one I took. So yeah. I've been scootering back and forth like a rebel. Without a helmet. A rebel without a helmet. Yes. And so I just, like, it's been really great. So I can get to church from home in seven minutes yeah. and home from church in four minutes. It must be a lot fun at home. Yes. Because it's downhill. It's mostly downhill. But here's the thing the other day it was raining. Mm. And I decided to scooter home. Did you stack it? I almost stacked it three times. And one of those times I almost got hit by a car. Oh, dude. <laughs> because I discovered <laughs> that the way that the scooter is designed. The brake doesn't work in the rain. Yeah, because it's like a rubber wheel. Or it's something. a rubber yeah, wheel, yeah. so I push down really hard on it, and it's like it's not slowing down. 
That's so pretty messed up. If I could have been in glory right, right now, now, and you would need to find another boy. And I'd be doing your eulogy on the Bible boys yes, right now. Yes, hey, do it. Do my do a eulogy. Is that, is that what you want? <laughs> I don't know if it's what I want, but I think it would be cool. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. I'll make a soundboard of all, of all your previous comments on the Bible. <laughs> James, what do you think about that? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Um, I almost stacked it once on, um, you know, Pennant Parade? Yeah. Um, that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a penny skateboard. Right. Late at night. Yes. I was a hoon. Yeah. And I didn't really, like, I thought, oh, the hills are turning like 10 metres long. It's like a hundred meters long. Yeah, wow. I was going down a penny. And I got on the, a skateboard. On a skateboard. I got the death wobbles. Wow. Which is like when you start like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going so fast that you like start to wobble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I, I didn't know what to do. I yes. was like, this is one of those videos where you're like, you know. And it was at this point yeah. that Pitt knew yeah. he had messed up. Yeah. Right. So what I did was I knew I didn't want to uh, hit my head. Yes. That's, I wanted to protect my head. Yes. So I just like jumped up. Yes. Basically, land, oh, like landed pretty much on my butt, kind of skidded. Oh. I flipped, then landed on my hands, oh. and I scraped up my hands, were all bleeding. Oh man! This is late at night, and my penny skateboard um, went. It got stuck in a drain. Yeah. But I was able to retrieve it, and then I went. When was home. this? This is like eight years ago. This is when I was in high school. Wow. Yeah, I was a rebel. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're okay now, because that could have been pretty bad. That that was the closest I've ever come to dying. I reckon. Really? Yeah. Wow. That could have been real bad. Well, you could have been in glory right now. Yeah. That's right. So There would have been no Bible boys. <laughs> skateboarding and scootering. Finally, Christians are doing something worthwhile for a change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, this has been another episode of the Bible Boys. I hope you've enjoyed our company and our musings, and particularly our uh, ramblings about the Bible. That's Hopefully right. it's been helpful, encouraging, yes. edifying, uplifting. Mesmerizing. Mesmerizing. Probably not sanctifying. No, that's a work. A bit of sanctifying. That's a work of the spirit. That, that's true. Thank you. That's right. That's um, right. But yes, and yeah. Listeners, you can and watchers, viewers, you can email us and contact us at the Bible Boys with a Z at gmail.com. Pip, there have been a lot more people uh, tuning in. Um, our YouTube views are like it's people primarily listen audio wise, but I've noticed that our YouTube views get a consistent. 20 or so, yeah. but then in terms of podcasts, yeah, it's like a lot more people listening. If Bye. you're watching on YouTube, I want you to like this video right now. <laughs> if you're not subscribed, I want you to smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we'll, do a, we'll do a subscribers uh, prize pool in about three years time. Yeah, I don't have a promise. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.